0: Hi, thank you for listening to the first episode of the Genuine Wrestle Boys podcast. My name is Zach Evans. I am one of your four Genuine WrestleBoys. Boys. Um, normally, I would be joined by my fellow WrestleBoys, Boys, Derek Oster, Esai Saldana, and Matt Stone. Um, this is a little bit of a weird intro, especially for. The first episode we're releasing um but just felt we needed to uh address a couple things that were obvious after recording this episode um this is the first episode we're releasing but it's actually the second one we recorded um the first episode we recorded which was meant as an introductory episode um where we tell you know a little bit about ourselves and uh why each of us love professional wrestling um sounded like a toilet, um, in the worst way possible. Um, our setup for recording just did not work. Um, since then we've improved that substantially and we'll continue to do that going forward. Um, we may still release that episode, um, in some form, either with the, you know, toilet quality or, um we may end up redoing it. We haven't fully decided yet, but we definitely, you know, will do something with that um, to give you all a little bit better insight into who all of us are. But um, we didn't think that we could release an episode that sounded like that as our first one. Um, So, yeah, um, this is me just kind of saying that. Um, Speaking of, you know, technical difficulties. We did also happen to lose a good chunk of this first episode. Um, It just wasn't there when I went to edit this episode, unfortunately. Um, And it does get referenced a little bit later on. Um, You know, we're still figuring this out, obviously. And uh, unfortunately, that happened. But um, just wanted to give you a quick rundown of what we talked about, so that it's not um, a totally confusing thing um if you listen to this and hear us reference that part of the conversation um we you know mainly talked about kind of the importance of commentary in wrestling and how that can um affect the viewing experience um we specifically were talking about that with the news that happened in the last week that um Mauro Ranello is returning to the WWE um for those of you who don't know, he is a uh commentator who's absolutely excellent, um, and unfortunately um left uh the company recently under pretty um unfortunate and uh just you know really disappointing circumstances. Um Morrow is um very outspoken about his struggles with um Bipolar disorder and depression and mental illness in general. And, uh... You know, one week he just wasn't on SmackDown, the show that he was the main play-by-play commentator for. And then just didn't show up again. Missed WrestleMania. And reports started coming out that he... was really, really struggling with his bipolar disorder. And it was likely offset by... Um, treatment of some of his fellow employees um on smackdown um allegedly that's really important to say because no um specific details have come out from morrow or from anyone else uh directly involved with it it's all third-hand reports and um nothing concrete but the important thing is he's back he got um Signed to do commentary for, uh, NXT, which is, um, WWE's, um, developmental territory and show, um, that streams on their, uh, WWE network. Um, in fact, I just watched the first episode, uh, with him on commentary, and it's really awesome to have him back. He has a really unique voice. He's very intelligent and makes amazing, um comparisons and uses the most um out of the blue pop culture references and it's very entertaining and just his delivery is awesome. It's good to hear him back. Um so yeah, that's what we talked about. You'll hear it referenced once uh later. So just wanted to give some context for that since we lost that part of the episode unfortunately. Um, You know we're still figuring this podcast out a lot and hope to continue to improve things um and we want to have things like uh intro music and things like that um i think that since we don't have that yet instead i'm just going to let the sweet sounds of morrow's uh voice play us into the episode so uh thank you again for listening to this first episode and uh Hopefully, we'll just keep improving and uh, you'll stick around with us. Um, thank you so much. Uh Yeah.
1: Bye. And it's Air Ambrose! Oh,
2: oh, looking for
1: that top eight suicida! That Air Ambrose is about to be cleared for takeoff! Top eight oh. suicida!
3: AJ Styles top That's how you start a match right there Welcome to the Genuine Wrestle Boys Podcast A podcast by four friends Made better friends through a love of professional wrestling I'm Derek I'm Eastside I'm Matt I'm Zach And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about wrestling Because that's what we do here um, First off, last week this is irrelevant, but Money in the Bank was last week. Um, let's let's talk about it. What happened? I only watched one match because I'm a bad wrestling fan. Well, which, which one did which you watch? Just the, the Money in the Bank, like, the, actual... The fellas one? The fellas. The dudes. Yeah. That was a good match. Just because that gif you said. A very, very good match. Started slow, but
4: then it ended so strong, and then the tease with Nakamura and AJ it was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, just as far as that match goes, it... I agree, it started real slow and stuff, but it built really, really well. Um, I thought everyone looked better coming out of it than going in, which is a rare and really good thing to happen.
1: Yeah, and everyone, and had, their, like, everyone had their moments mm-hmm. where yeah. they kinda were able to shine through. Yeah, like, I thought like throughout the match, probably the one that had the least of that
0: is Baron Corbin, but then he had that at the end, and that's kind of all that matters yeah. for the guy who wins.
4: Sammy Zayn threw that the whole match was the one that I felt looked the strongest. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: which is Absolutely. awesome. Will that yeah. that that flip?
0: Yeah, the sunset flip power bomb off the top of the ladder with <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Where yeah, I thought Dolph Ziggler died. Like, <laughs> yeah. The way he took that was terrifying because he landed so much on his hip and like I was so worried for him in that. But it was such a good spot.
4: It was, it was a really good time. You yeah. um, Nakamura getting jumped to the beginning. Skipping about 20 minutes of the match and then coming back and just literally destroying every single yeah. person yeah. was awesome. It, for him, he probably loved it because he didn't have to take a bunch of crazy bumps. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude's not young at all. Like, he's had a career and a half already. And I thought that was also the best they've made him look on the main roster.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He made him look like a killer. Like, he yeah. just came in there, literally hit everybody with the Kinshasa. And then was going to climb up and then AJ was there and they had to have their stare down because they have history.
0: Yeah, and that, I forgot what he did too, but he did that King shots off the second rope to someone, which was just brutal. And I haven't seen him do that at all in WWE, which was really nice to see. Like, he just destroyed everybody and was able to look strong even though he didn't win it.
4: Yeah, it was, it was a fun time. <coughs> the rest of the card was really weird. Um, a lot of just dumb finishes that just ruin matches. Like, I mean, the the tag match where the usage just walking out was dumb. Like, it just didn't make any sense, especially considering what had just happened prior to that. And I think that's what made all the finishes even worse is just how they set the tone for the night.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I think having the women's Money in the Bank match, the very first match of the night, was such a dumb idea on their part. That was such a. have been such a huge match Mm i don't
4: know i don't necessarily think it was because it was first because you usually want to have a super strong match first like to get the crowd super into it it's how they ended that match Mm -hmm. that just deflated everybody yeah Yeah. 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 um
0: yeah having it end like that and then go into so many non-finishes like and like it was just such a slow pay-per-view like even, like, so, I thought some of the matches were pretty solid and then just ended badly, so it didn't—all the momentum was killed about every, you know, half-hour. Any momentum built was then killed by the end of each match.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's really funny is that uh, the pro wrestler, Trent Barretta on Twitter was just like, is it really history, and you have to remind everybody that it's history at every turn, but, mm-hmm. like, the first women's money in the big match, which was just really funny, because the way they ended it. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're saying, this is going to be a history-making moment, it's the first woman's money in the bank match. We're trying to elevate women's wrestling, and here's James Ellsworth,
0: yeah. Yeah, literally the worst wrestler in the company, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be. That's like no, what makes. No,
4: he's not him. Titus O'Neil's worst. Fair
0: enough, but I mean, as far as booked, booking goes, like he's booked as the worst wrestler. Like it, he shouldn't be here. That's the whole point of it. That's what makes him good. That's what makes him work. Like, and then to have him. Get to do something that all none of the women in the match got to do. No woman has gotten to do in the history of the company. Yeah, basically <laughs> says from a storyline perspective, the worst men's wrestler is better than the best women's wrestler, which is like the least true thing. Like all the women in that match are better than a good like chunk of any like any men's wrestler in the company yeah. right now. And the NXT
4: Women's Champion is one of the best workers that they have.
0: Yes. And, like, I would put, like, as far as work and as far as, like, you know, character work, as far as in-ring work and stuff over the last year, like, Charlotte is, like, Charlotte and AJ Styles are, like, 1A and 1B as far as, like, the height of the company. Mm -hmm. Like, what she does is remarkable and it's not, like, a separate, like, ranking. She just is, like, among the best right now.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's weird that it was a women's match and then a dude had to win it for a woman. Um, like, it's not the worst booking, but it's a bad booking for the very it, first one. Yeah,
1: and we would even talked about how it would be cool to have Carmella win because that is a good prop spot for James Ellsworth to have to carry that case around. Mm-hmm. But don't do it like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he could
0: even, like obviously what they're trying to do is get heel heat on Carmella and on Ellsworth, because it's better when a heel is carrying the briefcase, Like, mm-hmm. and she needed something. But people aren't mad, like they're getting heel heat, but it's not like really directed at them. Mm-hmm. It's directed at the writers yeah. of the show.
4: Directed at pretty much Vince McMahon. Yeah, so. <laughs>
0: like I was thinking about this earlier, like there's a big difference between like heat on a performer and heat on someone backstage and that difference like heat on someone backstage is the like the worst kind of heat because it's Vince Russo heat which is just the worst thing in the history of wrestling mm-hmm. he's the worst person like as just a human and like the his creative like I swear on my kids bro
3: (laughs) is is Vince Rousseau the main writer? he was the main writer during a couple
4: years of the Attitude Era okay and then he went just out of control in WCW He's the reason why David Arquette was the WCW champion. And he was the WCW, <laughs> he WCW was champion. He was also the WCW Do you guys have uh, a
1: problem with David Arquette being the WCW champion? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things where, like, if he would have been the one to, to like, push the ladder over and Becky Lynch falls off and Carmella goes up and gets it, I think mm. it was at the end of the day they wanted to see, like, like a woman actually being able to rise up and, like, do it mm-hmm. rather than, like... James Ellsworth legitimately grabbed it and just tossed it down. He had to hand her the briefcase. Yeah, he didn't even take the
0: effort to go hand it to her. He He just dropped it. it. (laughs) Which I was like, I was impressed with how well that worked, because it literally floated into her hands perfectly. (laughs) It looked good. (laughs) That looked good, but the idea of it is so bad. And like, they could have accomplished equal amount of like heat on him if he, all he did was interfere with Becky. Climbing like yeah. he if he just held her from getting going up and then she took the time to destroy him and mm-hmm. powerbomb him through every table Yeah, like and then that that's how been Carmella such a cool spot Yeah, because yeah. then Carmella still would have had like the agency to go win this match on her own and it would have been on Becky You know making that decision to go after Ellsworth
4: instead of going for the, the contract. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and like, that would have just been so much better, and instead they did the worst thing.
3: Yeah. So did they try to resolve it on... I don't know which one SmackDown. Smackdown. On SmackDown? Yes. Okay. Yeah, how how re- did that happen?
1: They're gonna redo the. They're just gonna redo it. Oh. Do you guys think that came from the, the reaction of the fans? I think it was no, planned. I okay. think it was planned, really? Yeah, I, I think, think... Rainings have been in the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> and it...
0: it mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it worked. Like, I saw this week both Raw and SmackDown's ratings were up, like, 25% each, which, you know, the NBA Finals ended, so that's part of it, but (laughs) probably with SmackDown, some of it was because people were like, Daniel Bryan's returning, oh, and he's going to be dealing with this. Like, and so people came back to watching it to see what happened, but that's not a good way to pop ratings, like. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, So what else happened this week in wrestling? Just in wrestling in general? Yeah. uh,
4: Cody Rhodes, or sorry, Cody. Won the Ring of Honor world title.
0: Yes. we should, For anyone who doesn't know, Cody Rhodes is not allowed to use his last name because WWE thinks they own it. So. <laughs> is it
3: his real last name? No, it
0: is not. It, oh, okay. It's
4: not, but his dad used it before oh, going to WWE at any point. So it's, it's a weird thing, but so it's just referred to as Cody, member of the Bullet Club against Christopher Daniels, and I watched the match. It was an awesome match. Mm. Um... And it just kind of shows that like he didn't need the WWE to propel himself into being like a big star. Yeah. And now even though it's a smaller company, he's the number one guy. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: what he's done since leaving the WWE is just remarkable. Like I saw, he he was in the top show for four like of the year for four promotions within a year because he appeared in WrestleMania 32 and then was in. Whatever TNA's big thing.
4: Slammiversary?
0: Maybe. I don't remember. It's whatever their big one is. Who knows? (laughs) But he appeared in that. He appeared in... um, PWG Bola. uh, PWG Bola and... uh, Ring of uh, Honor Final Battle. And Wrestle Kingdom. And Wrestle Kingdom. Within 12 months.
3: Damn. He did it all. So why did he leave
0: the WWE? (laughs) He was stardust.
4: He was stardust. (laughs) He he just was tired of it. He was tired of everything. He didn't enjoy wrestling anymore like he just was sick of it. So we quit. He yeah. was just like, you know what guys, I want out of my contract. And he started doing independent dates, and was like, he made a list on Twitter, which was a great marketing mm-hmm. tool because was like, oh, we want to see these matches, it was like against like Roderick Strong, it was against Kurt that, Angle, Kurt Angle against uh, Shibata, it was going to Bola, and he did everything. On his I life,
0: think the so. one I think the one he didn't do was Gargano because Gargano signed. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, he the one, I, I heard an interview like a couple weeks ago. He said like that's the one he didn't get to do.
4: That would have been a great. I love Johnny Gargano too, so that would have been a great match. But he's just done so much, and this. This coming up this week, um, whenever this is posted, this is uh, the 25th of June today, when we're recording this, he's going to be in, going up against uh, Okada for the IWGP heavyweight title for New Japan's first shows in the U.S.
0: Yeah, so it'll be Ring of Honor World Champion versus the New Japan IWGP oh, World, really Ch- World Champion in the first show in the U.S. for New Japan. So... That's going to be pretty stellar. Yeah, that's think.
4: sweet. And it plays into the whole, like, Kenny Omega, who uh, just wrestled uh, Kazuchika Okada at Dominion, losing, well, not losing, just having a draw against Okada. And they're both in the Bullet Club, so it kind of mm-hmm. plays into that storyline,
0: too. Yeah, plus, you know, like... Cody wanted to end that match and throw in the towel, and, like, he's always kind of been the one least, like, bought into the Bullet Club thing since joining, so there's just a lot of room to, like, create storyline there.
4: He does say, fuck the revival. Yeah, he does say, fuck
0: the revival. Um, But, like, I saw on Twitter, like, Kenny Omega tweeted, like, the least enthusiastic congratulations to him. (laughs) And just knowing, like, the way they use, like... Social media and stuff for storyline with the Bullet Club and like all the being the elite stuff like you know that He's just like putting something out there to set something up if they want to go in that direction
4: Especially with Adam Cole being gone like they need another like kind of top guy Bullet Club versus top guy Bullet Club
0: Mm. This makes sense. Yeah, I think it just said like something like congratulations Proud of you at Cody Rhodes like that's all it said
3: Alright, so now we're gonna talk about some wrestling theme songs good and bad um, the entrance is one of the most important part of wrestling mm-hmm. because that's when you first see the guy coming out, getting ready to, to fight some fight some guys. Fight some bad guys. Fight some, 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 fight some jerks. Guys. So uh, I guess I'll go first. One of my favorites has always been uh, the John Cena theme song. What does he say at the very beginning? I don't know. Let me listen. do we see conspiracy there.
0: Does he say Yabba Dabba Do? Yabba yep, Do! No. Is he, is he I,
3: channeling Fred Flintstone?
0: I mean, The Rock did make so many jokes about him and Fruity Pebbles,
3: so. Hell yeah. Makes um makes sense. I, I mean, I probably like it for the memes. Um, there's a great prank phone call out there in the world where. These guys, this radio show calls this woman who hates wrestling, and they just keep playing oh, the theme that. song so many times, and Jesus maybe that's man. why it's just in my head, but I think I think that one's silly. Is it in your head, like, voices?
1: or <laughs> <laughs> voices in your head? Yes. Do they talk to you? Yes. Do they understand? No. They talk to you. They talk to me! I like John Cena's theme song. It's... Yeah. Just to me, it just is very it's synonymous me with body WWE. Man of John Cena. It yeah, really is. It's like,
4: corny. It's trying to be a little edgy, but at the end of the day, it's John Cena.
0: Yeah, and like, it's perfect for getting like the reaction he gets from the crowd. Like, because that's like a really good part of like effective entrance music. Is mm-hmm. like, you can tell immediate. Like, it gives the crowd an immediate reaction, and with John Cena. Like people, the moment they hear that first when those horns kick in, it's like Like, it means something's about to happen. Like, and also the fact that like people can chant "John Cena sucks" along to it (laughs) is just really great.
3: Yep. (laughs) John Cena sucks. Yep.
4: And so, other theme songs that you guys like, like I mine go back a long ways because I've just watched way too much wrestling. Um, The Undertaker's like. 1998, like and then like Ministry of Darkness theme song. Yeah, that one was always one of my favorite ones because it has like the super spooky like thing. That like a Jetsons, <laughs> like a Jetsons commercial. Like a Jetsons. Thanks YouTube for the ad, but it has like the super spooky intro. But then like ripping guitar riff.
3: Like it's all it's, so, it's still spooky.
4: Like this is my favorite um, Undertaker too. Like pre-ministry, but after Dead Man.
0: I don't know, you didn't like Roland?
1: I <laughs> to skip. That was the theme. I mean, WrestleMania 19 was great. I, don't know, I mean, there's a gigantic American flag coming out, <laughs> a gigantic <laughs> motorbike.
3: Yeah. What? What changed? Because now they write their own songs. Like the WWE, like has a. a they had, they've had a guy. Uh huh. Yeah, it was Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson like, for the longest time. But I don't hear any songs that are like actual songs that weren't written. The Bray Wyatt one actually was. Okay. They found it like in a book.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Bray Wyatt specifically found it and like yeah, like and wanted it.
1: Um, but it's very rare, like. One of my favorites that we could play, I'll play, is the Shawn Michaels theme song. (laughs) Speaking of really like, going the extra mile for your own theme song. Jimmy Hart wrote this one. It's a good one. <laughs> Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. I was looking that up today. <laughs> like, I think it, it's so good for Shawn
4: Michaels' character. Yep, especially like the 90s Shawn Michaels. Yes. The like, 2000s, 40-year-old Shawn Michaels, still the, coming out to that, born was again. One of my, yeah. It was one of my favorite things of Born Again Christian, yeah. and he's just like in chaps and still just yeah. dancing around to I'm a sexy boy. It's like, no, you're a dad. When I, when I was a kid, <laughs> I like, turn man. the TV down. I <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want
1: my parents hearing a
4: really really funny story a pro wrestler told on a a shoot interview and if you don't know what shoot interviews you have a lot of time to waste on the internet Um, Johnny Gargano was saying when he was like seven years old he was Shawn Michaels Halloween to wrestling fans he was Shawn Michaels to everybody else he was a seven year old
0: stripper (laughs) (laughs) I mean he's wearing assless chaps Yeah, yeah, yeah like
4: he was stripping like he would as he would take off his assless chaps he was like grinding and dancing to it
0: yeah, like, that's yeah, they, basically what Shawn Michaels' like, character was, like. He, wasn't he was a Playgirl. He was a sexy boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, just a very sexy boy. No boy toy to be found. <laughs> um, I don't know, I, one I definitely want to talk about, because it's also like the newest thing that we're gonna have in this, <laughs> is a song that premiered a couple of weeks ago at, at Money in the Bank, with the premiering Mike and Maria Kanellis. Who, As JBL said, he, he took her name. Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> I'm was, loving, Michael. It was, it was so good. Um, yeah, Mike and Maria Bennett, it, formerly um, now Mike and Maria Canellis, because Maria Canellis had previously been in the WWE before being married to Mike Bennett, and so they, uh, you know, had her keep her name that she had here before, and then now he is took her name to be uh, in the WWE, which is so good. Yeah, that's characters. cool. So. Um, This song, it's just so good.
2: God.
3: Like, I would watch a band play this song. Yes. It's just like a fucking
1: 80s power ballad. My mom would probably love this song. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: it's funny, but I legitimately think it's so good. Like, oh, yeah. It has, like, the. Looks
3: like, like, a song. Yeah, it's just how they are. Yeah, the harmonies on it, just like that melody is so perfect for what it is. Yeah, it reminds me of that scene in Outrod and they're just looting everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, I but love it. It's
4: It's so cheesy, but it, it also fits with one of the cheesiest ones I like. From the nineties. <laughs> Your boy Double J Jeff Jarrett. Oh my god. He did his own theme song. Um, funny stories they were doing
3: a um storyline about this road dog actually is what it this. Yeah. I feel like i'm eating in a texas Roadhouse right now <laughs> <laughs>
2: like it
4: made so much sense for his character i loved
3: it he's just a nice good old country boy he's a good old country boy, boy. is that great <laughs>
1: I wouldn't want to watch a guy wrestle yeah. after hearing that song.
0: Yeah. I think anyone who's seen out Jeff Jarrett
1: wrestle before, maybe, but um... He wasn't
0: calling people slap nuts yet, so... <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, one I like a lot, um, because I also like this band, um, is CM Punk's first one. Um, well not first, but one of his, it was actually his first in WWE, where he like, it's just a Kill Switch and song. It makes sense because he just like, he's a little tattered boy, and he like, likes rock and roll. So he just runs out to this, and you're know, like, oh, this guy, this guy's punk. He's Martian. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's
0: and a good one. what I really like about that, too, is that when they they ended up changing his theme, it was to Cult of Personality
1: yeah. by Living Color, which, oh my god. I got it. Okay, Got it. So you,
3: it's on my list too. <laughs> I mean, but, it was so cool. Like, yeah. I went on a. I actually went on a cult personality or like a, a in living color kick after this. The
0: Show, yeah, Jim Carrey's really good in that show. <laughs> <I'm kidding.
3: laughs> I love the Wayans brothers. Yeah, so, so they're really, yeah. they're really good. Doing I started watching scene. a lot of In Living Color <laughs> yeah. after watching CM Punk wrestle. <laughs> and like, oh, what the band's called Living Color? That's a, that's a coincidence. <laughs> But I really love that because
0: the way that they changed his theme fit with a like character change too. Like, yeah, is when like he was becoming like so on top and like he wasn't the underdog like it guy was... anymore. He was the top guy and like it's time to respect like who he is now. And
4: especially as a talker, that's like his big thing. And mm-hmm. so like that's what that whole song is kind of a. Uh... A little more portrayal about, and just really made sense of this character. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the things I love about wrestling theme songs is how over the top they are. Mm -hmm. Because even like a like the Undertaker theme song, just it's not just like a really cool guitar riff. It's like all the theatrics involved in in it. It's the over the top like like organs and pianos and like everything like in that. It's like um, one of the reasons I love Alistair Black his (laughs) his theme song because it's not just.
3: um, a song by the band Incendiary. <laughs> Shoutouts to the best hardcore band from New York right now. I'll say that with confidence. It just goes off. It's like a super heavy song, but it's so over the top.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, you can tell where CFO's you know, who are WWE's main, like, music creators right now. It's a duo of producers. You can tell where what their little pieces that they've added in are, and they're... Yeah. They take just an incendiary song and make it into a wrestling
3: instance. Yeah, they just throw in some, like, black metal keyboards, and it's just like, what the hell? Is the actress with all of those Yeah.
4: But I fucking hit the of it. <laughs> I would spin kick everybody at <laughs> this table. Right now, yeah, I could, if I could, but so I'm not,
3: <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I when I saw that Incendiary did a song with wrestling, I was like, damn, that's sick! Like, they like, I don't know, There's just, apparently, boys are the producers, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, they like they're also they're probably York, in bands so. with them
4: or something, yeah. And uh, what's really cool is not only does that like ancient song like is it awesome, like, alive, I actually got to see Alistair Black come out. And like the song with his entrance with the whole ambiance of everything was so mm. awesome. It yeah,
0: was, like, I just stood there. just like this awestruck because it yeah. was just awesome. Yeah. Bef- Take like, over Chicago. What's up? <laughs> like before he premiered, I'd seen maybe one of his matches when he was Tommy and um, Ever and I, I thought it was really good, but it hadn't like stuck with me, you know in the same way like Just because I hadn't gone deeper on it. saw
4: Tommy and live two bullet 2015 or 2016. What's up? <laughs>
0: Must be nice, yeah. um, but I like. But the moment, like, I was into like, I was a fan of his before I saw him wrestle again when he premiered because of that entrance. Like, yeah, that entrance made me a fan of him. It's yeah, that song plus just all the. I mean,
3: hit. and like throwing in those keyboards, like, make like, Aleister Black is his name. It just makes so much sense. It's just like. Dark and like. It's like how we we're talking about commentators can
4: add so much to a match, and a sweet entrance, oh, totally. and a sweet entrance song can make so much mm. to a wrestler. Bobby Roode is one of the biggest like like ones of this because like if you know Bobby Roode before he came to WWE NXT, he was, he was Bobby Roode. He was a kind of top guy at TNA, but nothing super cool about him. But now this. He's- <laughs>
3: Holy shit. That's good.
4: That's real good.
1: Yeah, plays into a queen song. Yeah. And which is sweet gang vocals. Yeah. Oh, we
4: missed a little guitar. Which is what he said. Yeah.
0: Um, which... It's amazing too because that song wasn't even meant for him when it was originally written apparently like apparently it was written for Shinsuke Nakamura Oh, which it doesn't fit at all No, yeah. like, Shinsuke's Nakamura's
3: yeah. entrance is one of the best entrances Especially live when they have the real violin, but like just the song itself and everyone in the crowd just like singing at the same time. It, it fits, just, if, it fits him well, then it so much. That, um, and just taking charisma, 20 minutes to yeah. walk into the ring. Yeah. Like, I would I would watch that. I would watch a whole pay-per-view that just him trying to get into <laughs> the <laughs> ring in like a weird obstacle course and then that's it. I would watch that. Damn, like, it's just a laser grid and yeah. doing his weird dance moves. Hell through yeah. it, yeah, Like, like entrapment it's style. Just, um, <laughs> just some, yeah, Mission Impossible They should have had him at
1: the last Wrestlemania where that entrance ramp was. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's <like laughs> a Oh Some my god!
1: Long. I never
3: even thought of that. Like, <laughs> that's
4: why he was kept off WrestleMania, is because it would have taken him a year. Yeah, <laughs> he'd still be going <laughs> down there, instead of it now. being five hours long, it would have been seven. <laughs> so, question: If you could take one current WWE or just wrestling song in general as your instance theme, what what, what would you guys want? I have two. Okay, mine are probably gonna be a little bit
3: weird. Uh, let me see if I can pull one of them up here. Oh, yeah. I just actually have this one on my phone. Nice. I mean, while you're pulling that up, I mean, mine would probably just be Aleister Black's because Incendiary Rocks. Like, um, listen to Incendiary. They're sick. That's if you take one thing from this episode. <laughs> Incendiary Rocks. Oh, no, their
4: newest record's so sick.
3: Yeah. I'd back it. Um, mine would be this, either
4: this one, which is... Roppongi Vice. Very good. Because Rocky <laughs> U- Romero kills it on this. Like I listen to this in my car. <laughs> <laughs> like, driving to work, I'm like, I'm going to listen to Roppongi Vice song. <laughs> I'll I'll jump ahead <laughs> when it actually jumps in. Bro-pungi. Bro-pungi. Dude, I'm getting I- I love the this. I love Cripporetta. I love Rocky Romero. And so it's that one, or if I had to choose one more to be it's a Toss up between the two, and this one is a little bit of a different reason. Make sure there's no ad. There's no ad. Just the board club theme. Very good. I just would want to be in the board club. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. the board club like theme is just sick. Because then you hear the board club full, fo- 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 life. These are gonna be a great match. Yeah.
0: Uh, to keep it on that theme, mine is also. <laughs> A uh, New Japan and Bullet Club entrance. It's not the actual theme, but it's just Kenny Omega's Final Fantasy villain ass entrance <laughs> yeah. music because it's so good. Like it's most like cinematic. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so good and it like when I saw Kenny Omega for the first time and like it was his Wrestle Kingdom like entrance with that, and I was like, this is sick. Like I'm already like really into this guy. Like, so I would definitely want that.
4: Yeah. All right, I'm Matt. What, what would you Do want? Do you have, to have a current have? one? Well current or just wrestling. Or like wrestling
3: yeah, one that's already existing. Uh Carlito Caribbean cool. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh.
1: Wear Hawaiian oh, yes. shirts and Hell just yeah. Tommy Bahamas shirts and spitting apples into folks' faces. I mean, no one else, I mean, the song isn't gonna be for Carlito ever again in the WWE. It's never coming back. I don't know so. what became of Carlito, and I was only reminded of his theme song earlier today, and how much I love it.
3: Um, what if you, uh, what song that just is a song that exists would you
4: choose? Mine's, mine's going to be kind of a cheating one mm-hmm. Because it's both It was already one but it was a song before And so um, It's a victim of Target by Misery Signals Roderick Strong used it in
3: Ring of Honor Okay But like
4: just the way it hits oh yeah. It's so sick
3: I mean you love Misery Signals I love Misery Signals You walk out to this? Yeah, it's an easy one to walk out to, and then people will sing along
4: to it as well. Yeah. Because they did a ring of honor. Hell yeah. That, and then we talked our Boy Ryan a little like, hey, what's man? <laughs> but it's... I love Robert Strong, but I love the Disciple Sport. So that'd be mine or the one I wrote for Roderick Strong. Oh, yeah, you wrote a song. (laughs) Yes, let's not get into how That just crushed my dreams. Hey, you did
3: he ever use it once? He couldn't because he got
1: signed. Damn But he he gets pumped uh, in the gym to it. He
3: listens to it in the gym. Hell, yeah Um, Mine would be a little song that has been my theme song for a very long time in my life It would be a thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton. I just like- You'd the biggest jobber? I want to see just like some- You'd be worse than the drifters! Or,
0: or just the biggest fucking deal. Like, yeah, people would be so mad at anybody. just some. Dude, I would cheer. I would cheer for you. Just some dorky guy,
3: just some dorky guy walking out to that song. I mean, I have walked into multiple stores, multiple times in my life, and that song has started playing. It's because it's on the like, mom playlist at Albert's. Dude, but it's fucking. It's. I mean, it's a great song. Shout out to my girl Vanessa. Um, yeah, that would be mine because I think it would be hilarious if you watched a guy walk out to that, and then um, yeah.
1: I would love it. And then it would get stuck in my head. Yeah. And then I would only think of you. I love that. Yeah.
0: Um, mine, I think it's a, in a similar vein of a oh, song yeah. that I it just see as my personal theme song through life. And I'm very happy it just got out of Spotify this last week. Night Moves by Mr. Robert Seeger. <laughs> Well, Yeah, <laughs> because I would just I would want to be the worst character ever coming out to this, like a, basically a bass player from a '70s band. Hell like, yeah, bring an all down. <laughs> Like you would and, team with the drifter. Yeah, I just you'd
3: be that. such a blue collar worker. Yeah,
0: totally. I, I would just like like dance my way to the ring, but like just that bad like dad like head bob dancing, just wearing all denim.
3: Hell yeah, Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, that would I be sick. Weird.
0: I
1: should have just chosen.
4: That. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if, if I was white, I'd be born in the USA. My Hell
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people would take too kindly if a Mexican came up to that song. Hey,
3: you were born in the USA and yeah. you're a hard American worker. It's fine.
1: We know if I went down south. Be
3: <laughs> <gonna be bad. laughs> uh,
1: I would want people to know that I'm super tough and badass. Hell yeah! So I would go with the Chronomancer Two Nemesis by the Sword. Ooh, that is so sick. I can see this. Yeah. They, every, all, oh, almost yeah, all of their songs remind me of badass like wrestling <laughs> intros. Yeah, but they're just a legit band. <laughs> Fortunately, it takes like thirty-five seconds before it really gets
2: pumping.
4: Yeah, but that's because like the lights are all dimming I, and yeah. the smoke's getting up. Just, like, here, we here, go. Go. here
2: we go! Here <laughs>
3: Oh so, so, yeah. So, that'd, be, that'd be dope. Yeah, that'd Thank be you dope. the sword
1: for writing awesome wrestling songs that make you think of wrestling when you didn't intend to. Um if
0: I was going to do something badass, because I feel like I'd have if I ever got repackaged from my terrible <laughs> denim gimmick. Your um, CJ Parker gimmick in Yeah, I 100 percent would have to when do When you do sh- become Juice Robinson. Yes. Oh god. Oh gross. Um, <laughs> um I'd definitely, you know, I think I'd definitely want to go with something with uh from the band aviator who i happen to be also really really sick wrestling fans and uh put a really great mick foley promo on their album that just came out this week that i got to review and included him in the thanks on the uh out back of the album which was pretty great but i also thought this would be good He just like i don't know actually try to look like badass but i'd probably not be able to
4: the tempo seems really
0: right for it too. Yeah. And no one would know that it's all about being like sad and wishing
1: you're still <laughs> so I, I,
3: I mean, go ahead.
1: Oh, I would have said too. I was toss up between that one or I was gonna say uh, Harper Lewis by uh, Russian Circles. I'm very. But good. I thought you were gonna say Russian Circles. I like, was <laughs> gonna go Russian Circle. <laughs> <promise. laughs> it's really
0: surprising that I didn't. If, any of them ever happened to hear, I'm sorry, I did not. I love you.
3: Just so <laughs> you guys know,
1: I would have chosen you, but I thought Zach. Would have
3: <laughs> I mean, if I wanted to look tough, I would just choose. I would just choose this song but the song. Hybrid. Trapped under ice. Oh, ooh, good. ooh. Oh, that's. That makes me torn, but. I would just walk out and just not stop hitting until the bell rang and then keep hitting early while Seth Rollins in him, NXT, basically. basically. <laughs>
1: Did he just come out and fucking he just, just hit
0: him, like on the entrance ramp in NXT? It's and really Jim Ross
4: like, oh, in a weird, unique dance by Seth Rollins. <laughs> he's picking
0: up his keys.
4: <laughs> oh, he's picking up some change. <laughs> yeah. He's fighting invisible ninjas. <laughs> oh son of a bitch! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Um, yeah.
4: Well. Also, shout out to Stone Cold's theme
1: song. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I love Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme song. Like to me, that's a theme song that fits. A character so well, you hear that glass breaking at the yep. beginning. Hey, when, like, oh, it's it's oh, so <laughs> when yeah. this glass it's your ass, me here, the glass hits your ass. Watch your watch your mud
0: holes, better get stone. I don't know if any of you listen to the Ed Christian podcast. <laughs> yes. but They have someone who does the best impersonation of Stone Cold, who will sing all of, like, the. the this say the the Mike Marine Ellis thing. Like he does, sings all his ass. Yeah, Stone Cold, and it's so funny. Like it was a
4: really good time and. I, I don't know, theme songs, like they, like I said, they can just add so much to a character, and they can just add so much enjoyment, they can add an aura, or they can just be the worst things in the world, Yeah, like The Miz's theme song, or Randy Orton's first theme song. I like Randy Orton's first theme song way more than his current theme <laughs> yeah. song. Yeah. His current theme song is also bad, but... It's just, it can add so much, or it can make you hate him even more. But for some people, like The Miz, why his theme song works perfectly, because I hate The Miz, Mm -hmm. uh, because he's a heel, and he's really good at his job. And his theme song just makes me hate him more. Yeah, -hmm.
0: and it can really add to moments. Like, AJ, AJ Styles, when he premiered, because no one knew what that song was, and it just, like, start, like, it was, like, number three in the Royal Rumble, and all of a sudden this weird, like... Hip hop, southern hip hop beat starts coming in, and like people are just like, What is, what is this? And then, like,
4: I am phenomenal pops up on the Tron, and everyone like, loses their mind. Like, like, I, I wish, I
0: wish there was a version of that song on Spotify that had the crowd reaction when everybody wanted. wanted. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> um, well, we can wrap up here a little bit. Um, we'll do our last segment. This is gonna be our last segment every week. Well, maybe I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um,
3: so our signature segment. Yeah, this is John Cena's Instagram. You. Some conspiracy theories. Um, so this picture, uh, It's a bunch of teenagers. All sitting at like a dinner table, maybe at a wedding. But This one kid with a backwards hat looks like he has a Budweiser. He's he's edgy. Um, do you think that's John Cena? i the far right.
1: Dude, I kind of thought it was the first First inkling I had was, oh, one of these guys is John Cena. I don't
3: know. It could, like, have, it could be, but it doesn't look that much like I know. Yeah, but it looks like it could have been him as a young kid. He could also be the punk drinking a beer. Dude, that like he was
1: drinking that Budweiser at like yeah. a school, like a middle school function. Also, who is <laughs> it? We can't skip the guy on the far left.
3: Just mustachie
0: in the back with a very good mustache. Yeah, mustache looks, for presumably a teenager.
3: He looks great. So I don't know what this means. Um, I don't think we're supposed to, but do you have any theories? I, I couldn't tell you. And since our first
4: episode is going to be Lost in the Abyss, this is essentially number one. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, John Cena, John Cena's Instagram page is essentially just this weird abstract art Um last time Zach read this but since I'm there I'll just read it um John Cena is at John Cena on Instagram it says welcome to my Instagram it's verified it's verified uh, these images will be posted without explanation for your interpretation and joy and it's just weird pictures mm-hmm. and
3: like this one that he has of Ken Griffey Jr <laughs> Uh, Project X for some reason the movie the I'm assuming movie. not the great hardcore band that had uh, one demo. Did you see the the
1: one that has a picture of a pen and it says my pen is huge? Yeah, and the only yeah. comment you can see is Nikki Bella's. Ooh, it says Lord. and then it says LOL and it has the hand like the, the pr- hands praising.
3: Dude, it's like, one thing I heard I don't watch Total Divas, but I heard they love fucking. Uh, I haven't watched Total Divas. I, I haven't watched Total Bella. I've watched no. the first season
4: of Total Divas because of. Uh, Brian Alvarez and Filthy Tom Lawler every week, and because they review it and they make it seem like the funniest show, and it is so ridiculous. Yeah,
0: the first season of Total Bell is within the first or second episode. The, it's There's a 10 minute, just most cringe, like inducing, like segment, like at least for me, where. Nikki and Brie Bella are talking about how to have quickies because Brie and Brian and Daniel Bryan can't have quickies because Daniel Bryan likes to be sensual.
4: Shut up, Daniel Bryan,
0: get that love making. But they're trying to like, they're trying to like learn how to do quickies, and it's so fucking awkward. And you very quickly realize like, oh, Nikki Bella and John Cena. Are fucking every time they're not on camera together. Like, the way they talk about it's like, that's all they do. And it's like, real, it's like your parents talking about it. Like, that's how it feels because of how just like matter of fact they are. I do think John Cena is my dad, so. Yeah, it's real (laughs) gross. And like,. It goes on for a long time, like, and then it's Brie trying to convince Daniel Bryan to start having quickies, and it's it like my spine fell out of my <laughs> body. Of
4: it. Like, shout out, to total Bellas for having John
3: Laurinaitis. <laughs> oh hell yeah, I love John. Hey John, I'm also John.
4: Hey John, it's me, the former director of operations, John
3: Laurinaitis. I'm gonna marry your. Mother-in-law. In the People future. power. <laughs> well, that's it for us today. Okay. Um, follow us on our I various social media profiles. John Laurinaitis is going to tell us what they are. Follow us at at Russell Boys Cast
4: on Twitter. And what, what's our Instagram? Other oh, John Laurinaitis. Uh, it's uh, at Genuine Russell Boys Vince. All right, and follow me at Duckshirt. Ah. Twitter, Instagram, um, Myspace, uh, Friendster, What Do You Go, Vampire Freaks. Uh, hit me up on Napster. <laughs> Napster? I'm on LiveJournal. Thank <laughs> Diaryland. Diaryland? Diaryland. I got the poops. Um, um, send me uh, uh, an actual email at duckshirt at duckshirt.com. And send them a
3: lot of pokes on Facebook. Poke me on Facebook. Um I am at uh Blue Gazi, spelled like the French blue on the, like the cheese. Yeah, like the the cheese on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm Ostercoaster. Follow me for mild mild content. Yeah, follow me for very mild content well. <laughs> I get anything cool. uh, <laughs> But I am the original
0: spicy boy. That's true. Uh, hi guys, I just came back and there one John Laurinaitis <laughs> is walking outside as I came in? They, they um, so
4: both John, John, both John, John Laurinaitis's <laughs> are gone now. Yeah, they're walking hand John in hand. Laurinaiti.
0: How would you say that? Laurinaiti. 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 <laughs> <laughs> John Laurinaiti. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow me um, on Instagram at My Chemical Dad Pants. Best name. I'm going to say that every week. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. And then uh, at Instagram, at, at Zachary M. Evans, unfortunately, because I have to be a professional sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, or if you want to see me not a professional, at ShrekFacts2012.
1: <laughs> Managing multiple accounts.
3: Dude, he manages like seven. I have 20. So he all, <laughs> manages all the bars. Dying. I'm dying.
1: I'm just being crushed by social media right now. What the heck? I'm at PolarBurr, Polar... Burr, Polar. Underscore B U R R. I keep a pretty NC 17 on there. Nice. Oh, mm. attitude, era. Yeah. attitude era. Dick pics.
3: Hell yeah. <laughs> Not
4: mine, but yes. <laughs> Not his, but somebody's. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: roasters. To Tom, it's Tom Phillips.
3: <laughs> it's four hours It's a long flight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so WrestleBoy316 says hug your friends and family and kiss your mom. Gross. I don't like that one. Eat your bite, man. Tina says, Kiss your kid on the back. I want to record that one. <laughs> you don't, I don't like it. Keep going, listen to Hey, guys,
4: we'll see you out. next time. Or maybe not. Or kiss your, your mom. Good fun another time. or I see you guys. Make sure you kiss your, your mom. Good fun Lucha stuff. Good <laughs> fun Lucha stuff. Bye.